welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Hi, this is D'Angie from Elevate Your Mind. Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. I'm Phil and this is... Glenn. Uh, Glenn. <laughs> Hello everybody. <laughs> Glenn. I thought you was going to introduce me there, Phil. We're no, one bod short tonight, aren't we, We are, Phil? we are. Julie's uh, uh, teaching tonight, isn't she, Glenn? So, yeah. But she will be with us later. She will um, Glenn, it seems ages since we've uh, since we recorded with Diane. It does, doesn't it? And and in fact, um, it it is. Yeah, was it? Uh, when was it? Was it September or October? I, I forgot. Yeah, I think it was September, wasn't it? November. Sure, it no, was. November. Really? Got to have been. The show was October, wasn't it? I don't know. Do you yeah. know what? My brain's like a sieve. Yes. This, this year is already having an effect on. Yeah. Me. But welcome <laughs> to welcome to. Uh, our second episode of 2024. Yes. So we are back into the swing of things now. So how's things been, Glenn? How's things been for you? Um, entering uh, 2024, it's been very different for me. I uh, don't know about you, but I felt that the energy of this year is completely different to last year. It's more chilled out, more letting go and allowing for me personally. And I've been finding that by doing that, opportunities seem to be coming up from nowhere, unexpectedly. Um, and, you know, it, it just seems to be flowing seamlessly. Mm. And and I can keep feeling that energy building up and gaining momentum. Um, and I know that there's some other things uh, due to be birthed this year. So I'm excited, yeah. but I'm trusting. What about yourself? Uh, well, well, massive changes, Glenn, as you know, for me, really, with... Uh, leaving leaving the corporate world of work, mm-hmm. um, becoming fully self-employed, which is uh, just f- flying at the minute. I've ne- I've never been so busy on my feet, to be honest. But loving it, absolutely loving it. So that's brilliant. Yes, yeah, uh, things are good. Things are good. And, and I knew that this was this was coming last year. I knew that there was this change coming. Could feel it, and. Um. Um, it's, does it sound strange to th- say that I feel that I've moved on to a different timeline? Probably, probably not, but... Uh, it sounds to me from what you've been telling me off air that you've actually, you've you've connected with your soul path now, haven't you? And mm. again, it kind of tallies into what with, I was saying. You've, you've simply allowed, haven't you? And you've trusted. Yes, yeah. And it's paying off for you yeah, in absolutely. doing that. Yeah, definitely. So... I was saying to um, one of my friends the other day, this is probably going to come up later when we talk to Julie as well. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those conversations that I keep having. Talking to somebody the other day and I said, all last year, up until up until November last year, I I knew that I was 48 in November. Okay. Okay. This is where it starts to get a bit strange. Because I knew that I was 48 last year. Okay. In November, I said to my, I said to John, oh, I'm 48 this year. He said, no, you're not. You're 47. 
And everybody kept saying, no, no, you're 47. But it, but I know that it's almost strange that I know that I'm not. I should be 48. But it's like I've gone on to a different timeline and gone back a year. Wow. And I know that sounds strange yeah. because I would be and am the only person that realizes. And I can't have I can't have forgotten my age like for years. Do you know what? Surely. With you saying that, you're the second person that said that to me this week. Um one of my students online was saying that um she actually thought she was a year older, like yourself, than what she is. And she had to do the same thing. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that I have gone back a year. Mm-hmm. Just because I knew, I knew last year that I was 48 and I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm 47 still. Uh, strange. Anyway, anyway. Interesting. There's another episode in that. For Timelines. Absolutely. Yes. yes yeah. So, uh, shall we move on, Glenn? Because we've got a guest waiting in the wings. I think we should. Uh, funny that we should mention Deanne because this guest we met in October at the Elevate Your Life uh, Mind, Body, Spirit and a fantastic person to talk to um, and some of the crystals that he uh, had on his stall were just out of this world. Um, so we are pleased to have with us Crystal Guardian Finder uh, Will Austin, also known as Crystal Will. Hi there, Will. Hiya. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Lovely. Great to have you, Will. Great to have you on. Before we start, Will, can you tell us what a Crystal Guardian Finder is? Yeah, um, a Crystal Guardian Finder. Uh, It was maybe three years ago. um, I sort of had a a message uh, from a guide or higher self. It was quite a powerful one that came through. Um, and it was on the 21st of December, so solstice. And uh, I was told that, you know, I shouldn't worry so much about the sales of the crystals or, or being stressed by the business as it was. Uh, and that my role was simply as a guardian finder for the crystals. So each crystal um, has got a path in this life um, and it's got a place to go. And it's it's freeing myself up enough to be able to fluidly allow that to get to where it needs to go to. So that means I don't actively try and push crystals. I just present them for who they are. Yeah. Um, so somebody may come along and, and see it, connect with it, and that's the crystal for them. Funnily enough, um, I actually, if somebody's looking through crystals and they pass me a certain crystal that they've been holding, um, I can actually feel if that crystal's been activated. So, yeah, in that, um, if you feel energies from crystals, uh, you don't feel the energies of every different type generally. It's those ones that want to work with you at that time. So Hmm. I can feel when that crystal is ready to work. It's, uh, I call it being activated. Mm. Mm, That's a beautiful skill you've got there. Yeah, Yeah. uh, it's certainly unusual. And, I, I wasn't sure exactly what it was before that message came through. Yeah. I knew that I had a purpose with crystals. I knew that my connection with crystals was strong. And uh, and I did know that I could feel the energy of, of certain crystals after people had held them, but it hadn't the dots hadn't crossed at that point. I wasn't 
I wasn't aware of uh, how deep that connection is and my role in this this life. Yes, yeah. Wow, it's brilliant. Mm. How would you say that a crystal? I don't, you might not be able to explain it in words, but do you do you feel? Would you be able to explain how how a crystal might communicate with you? Do you feel it? Do you hear it? Do you, how how is that for you? <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a mix of things for me. I think. <laughs> The thing I've got to say about something like crystals, it, it happens differently for so many different people. Um, they can get a tingle under the chin. They can feel it in different ways. For me, I feel the sort of resonance directly in my hand. Um, but I can also see a difference in the crystal. It's almost as if it comes alive. Um, it's got little character uh, bits that I wouldn't normally see. It's almost like I go into a super focus. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that I can actually see different elements on the, the crystal. You know, it's, um, it's almost like sort of jumping inside a painting. So I can sort of feel the energy in my hand, but there's another way of me sort of understanding that crystal energy. There's, there's subtle ways as well from the subconscious that they're like little, little tingles um, that sort of tell me to go there. Because I do buy a lot of my crystals by eye. Um, but there are subtle messages that are coming from those crystals. It's almost like something inside me just says, yes, that's the one. Yeah. And then I know that that's the right decision mm. for the crystals. So, so really like an inner knowing as well. Yeah, so certainly. That, that intuition. Actually, an inner knowing and trusting. Yeah. A sort of embodied state of connection yeah. to, to something, but which can be done visually as well as, you know, physically. Yeah. I suppose what we should do is is uh, turn back the clock a little bit, Will, and uh, talk about your journey, your path to uh, to to here, to to working with crystals. Can you tell us a bit about your own spiritual awakening or your journey? Yeah, um, I think it'd have to sort of start in in the very sort of basics of. Um, Having a grandmother that um, always used to talk about dust, about a sort of magical sense, uh, an energy that's okay. sort of there, and that if sprinkled upon something, sort of gave it sort of an extra zhuzh of energy. Um, and I think that sort of inspired me. It sort of, I became a finder of things. So I'd always be finding different things. So move on to sort of when you're on a beach or when you're out walking. Um, I'd sort of be there, sort of always aware and looking, uh, and things would jump out at me. And it would feel special because I'd have a connection with that place. It was almost like nature was talking to me. So this is where my love for crystals comes from. It's, it's being able to sort of vicariously play with nature, um, be able to see it, be aware of it, talk to it, communicate with it. So... Um, picking up rocks and crystals as, as I walked along. I mean, you don't get many crystals unless you're on a beach, but I found some uh, fantastic sort of quartz fossils and different things like that. But then if I sort of move on to my first connecting with a, a, a crystal, it was, um, it was probably about 20, 23 years ago, I think when it was an actual crystal. I'd gone into a crystal shop. It, I was working in Leeds at the time. Um, I think I was doing um, my first IT role at uh, Carlsberg. Uh, and I just, at my lunchtime, I walked up the hill. I'd heard about this crystal shop. 
so I went to it, uh, Global Tribe, amazing people there, lovely. Um, and I went in, um, and I was looking around, I only had 10 minutes. So there was this little metal shiny rock that was just sat on the shelf. And uh, it was nine pounds, it wasn't very expensive, but um, I've got this Yorkshire sense at times, which it's hard <laughs> to part with money. Uh, you know. So even though it was nine pounds, it, it, it still seemed... Still seemed quite a lot of the time. So, you know, I, I was almost in awe of this, this rock, this space rock. Um, and there was something there that was connecting me, but I didn't feel any energy from it at the time. But what happened was I sort of put it back and said, oh, I'll really think about that. I had a good conversation with the lady inside. And I walked out of the crystal shop and I was walking down the hill um, from the, the top road, East Parade or something, at the, uh, the one that's at the top of Leeds anyway. And it felt like I was walking in a straight line, you know, horizontally, and I wasn't walking down the hill. And I thought, this is really rather strange. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I got back to my work, I realized that there was no way I was not buying that crystal. <laughs> so... Um, I rang them up immediately and said, can you put that crystal on the side and I'm going to come up as soon as I finish work. Um, I think I'd had crystals from other places, but that was the most prominent where my energy had really, truly been changed by a crystal. Yes, yeah. Um, so that meteorite, uh, Campo del Cheo uh, meteorite, um, thing about meteorites, they're always old. They always connect you to sort of... Uh, almost like connecting you to your star family sometimes it's uh it's like a sort of uh, strange reminder but that that um connection to that crystal there um and going to global tribe you know meeting those uh, wonderful people bev and mario um it was just so fantastic um it, it really did change me uh and after that um you know i'd be uh, going to that crystal shop quite regularly I'll be rooting through the bottom cupboards and, uh, you know, finding the exact one for me. They just let me sit in there on this nice, uh, nice cushion and uh, play with crystals. So, yeah, I think uh, that's my sort of journey to up until the point where I first felt the energy of the crystals, really. Right. That's beautiful. I love the way that you allowed space for the crystals to communicate with you. And many people would qu question that on a deep level. But I like the way that you just trusted and went with the vibration and you listened to its calling there. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've met so many wonderful crystals along the way and I'm so happy that, you know, I allowed that to sort of happen and that it spoke to me in that way. Because just to feel the energy of a, a Morganite, um, a crystal of sort of pure, unconditional love, um, it's just you know, it can melt you into a puddle of just happiness if you're in that vibrational state. Mm. Um, and at that stage, I think more, a lot more crystals spoke to me and it spoke to me in a, a much different way to the way that they speak to me now. Uh, my journey with crystals has, uh, has really rather changed um, along the way. I think, um, I think the biggest thing that ever happened to me uh, along the way with the crystals, because I used to go out and do talks, uh, um, things like Pendle Witch Camp and yeah. and Moots and things like that, um, and sort of talk about the properties of the crystals. And at that time, it was like I knew 
all the properties. I could look at a crystal, I'd know what it was. And there was no rhyme or reason or logical explanation as to why I should have all that knowledge. I mean, I had the books that had them all, mm -hmm. but I hadn't, I hadn't read them all. You know, I'd, when I got a crystal, I'd sort of look it up. I'd know the location. I'd look into it a little bit, but I didn't ever believe that my memory recall was that good, mm. you know. But when you're passionate about something, I suppose it goes in at a deeper level. It sort of fits into, um, into a storage place that's like first-tier storage, if I was going to talk in IT language, yeah. instead of sort of <laughs> going to the back that would need a few triggers before it sort of allowed itself to emerge. So that's, that's one explanation. But, yeah, um, yeah. Really? I think um, the way that it changed for me, though, with uh, the energy of the crystals is uh, one time I'd sort of done a talk at Pendle Witch Camp. And um, when I came back, I was so tired uh, that I left all my crystals in the car, apart from 10 crystals. And we'd be talking like hundreds, if not, you know, with uh, the smaller ones. I'd be looking at maybe a thousand crystals in the car. And uh, my car actually got stolen that oh, evening. Um, so I lost all those crystals. But I, I, then I'd got a download. And it was all about me realizing that all those crystals had taught me a lesson. And that there wasn't really a, a need to have the material crystal because those crystals had become me. Um, mm. They'd sort of been uploaded to my energy field already. So I've got to intervene. Uh, well, sorry. And, and I won't, I will let you carry on in a minute. One thing that Glenn will always tell you that I have always said to Glenn is be the crystal. Mm, definitely. You have. For many years, and I think it? that's important to remember that we we can we don't need the we don't need to hold the physical crystal to have to hold that the energy of that crystal. And I just it just reminded me then, Will, of what you've just said there. So sorry, sorry to put in there, but no, no, it's uh, it's good. It sort of grounds it in in your frequency as well, and I can sort of see it from another perspective. It's all about learning from each other. Isn't yeah, it? it's, yeah. Uh, it's important. Um, yeah, so what happened then was I'd, I'd lost the ability to connect to the crystals. Um, and for a while, what, what I did was, with the money from the car, I got myself some polishing wheels, and I'd be polishing opals and different crystals. And eventually, my connection to the crystals completely changed. Um, and I realized that this logical information about what I was telling people was no longer valid. It was almost like you said earlier, stepping onto a different timeline. Yeah. as if the energies had changed and that it wasn't about that message anymore. And there was a new message that had come to me, really, because I realized that, you know, the crystals, they, they talk to you. And if you logically try and look up a crystal's properties, go and find that crystal. Um, hardly ever will that crystal talk to you because it's not about connecting with a crystal in a logical form. It's about letting go, being intuitive, and allowing that crystal to find you, or that part of you that's sort of your intuition, your higher self, connecting to that crystal, the understanding that it could help you at an energetic level to, to heal something, or not to heal, to bring a softness in space to allow you to go to that space of healing with mm. someone, you know, who's uh, 
helping you. So, yeah, that that's how it changed for me. Yeah. That's fantastic, that is. <clears throat> so that transition was a very incremental one by the sounds of things. And like you say, that the unfortunate um, of you losing your car with the crystals in, that was the ultimate turning point. And I dare say, with you um, starting to polish the stones, you're putting a bit of your vibration into the crystals and the work that you're doing there as well. So that's probably why it's taken you to a different vibrational level there in the way that you work with your crystals yeah that is a very interesting way to look at it um i think yeah you, you you're right there actually i think i think i don't polish the stones anymore but the amount okay. of people that say your stones just feel different and i think they mm. they feel as if i my energy goes into the stones and i do love the stones and mm. love goes a long way with anything and i think uh, if you've got a vibration of love towards something and respect and appreciation mm. um i think you bring something to life don't you yes. you know mm, it sort yeah. of resonates at a different frequency so perhaps some of that goes into each and every one of my crystals um so yeah uh before it was the sort of act of polishing yeah but now it's just the, the respect and love yeah are there any particular crystals uh will that you're working with or tend to work with more at the minute or any any crystals that you're well, resonating with at yeah the i think um my favorite crystal uh i used to be called moldavite will i've always loved moldavite but um i sort of uh, allowed it to go for a bit that's sort of come back into my life um i just love that sort of you know the connection between us and the stars yeah um mm -hmm. yeah. so that's always inspired me um it, it's almost like it sort of activates and reminds you that you know if you're you're sort of small part of you in, well, the, the fact that in this life, this is just a fragment of, you know, what we are um, and our connection to other things. Um, so I always find that quite special. Yeah. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about Moldavite, Will? Because some people won't, some people shy away from using Moldavite, don't they? Yeah. Um, for me, Moldavite, what it does, is it brings you into alignment with your soul's purpose in this physical zone. Yes. So that's going to be quite disruptive to certain people who aren't, you know, quite ready or they're not in a position um, for that to happen because you know what it's like. If you've got a load of stilts and you're propped up on them, instead of being fully into your roots and grounded in this earth, you know, this reality in this, this lifetime, um you're going to start to wobble and you're going to have to find your balance quite quick so people can have quite adverse reactions to moldavite mm. um but all it's trying to do is help it's sort of shaking your energy field trying to sort of remove anything that sort of no longer serves you but it's not very graceful about it i think if i was if it was somebody who was worried about working with moldavite what i'd suggest is to get a small piece of moldavite maybe a piece of jewelry but to find a softening stone like a rose quartz quite good at sort of transmuting softening that energy yes um ionite's really good black tourmaline so and maybe not wearing the necklace all the time just sort of when you're sort of in a space you know sometimes i find it very calming it you know to some people it can be very exhilarating it all depends on your relationship with that rock um 
but there are ways and means. Um, but I certainly, you know, wouldn't dive, suggest diving straight in, just wearing it all the time, because if things need to change in your life, um, you know, they're going to change. So, would I mean, you, there are. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say. So, would you recommend for people to uh, to wear crystals on a day to day basis? Yeah, I mean, it's a good way of connecting with a stone. Um, yeah, even if it's in a little pouch. Um, there are certain stones like kunzite um, that you could wear all the time. Um, I mean, I like to sort of have it around and use it. It's my one of my go-to crystals um, because for me, what kunzite does, it's the highest content of lithium in the crystal kingdom. And it, it helps to remove the attachments of others from your sense. So like yeah. when people take lithium, the drug, it's a mood stabilizer, but, that's how they see it in the drug company world. But I think it works energetically in a similar way. It sort of brings you back into you. It's sort of, you know, you don't look through other people's eyes. You don't, you know, you're not there in their mirror. You're living in your own own space, on your own feet, mm. with your own roots. And I think um, it's a really good stone for a healer for that reason, is Kunzite. Because you've been, if you've been working and healing somebody, giving somebody, holding space. Yeah. You can you can take little bits on because although when you're in that space, you're not bringing your your memories into it. If you're a good healer, yeah, you're just allowing you're holding space for them. But it does stir up things within you about your own memories um, and those little things there, the little tendrils, little connections. So kunzite just helps to sort of clean those off, renew them. It's a bit like a it's a bit like a good sleep, clearing the cash. You know, mm. if I was going to sort of yeah, I get you know, what you're saying, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, so uh, um, I've, yeah. I've worked with a few mediums over the years, and they've been wearing um, crystal chip bracelets to help them ground and to help them connect. And they'll they'll remove the bracelet depending on what task they want it to do. Uh, are you familiar familiar with that with some of your clients? Um, I think. They, they may do that. I don't really speak to many people about that. And I okay. don't even speak about the energies to people unless they ask me what yeah. my personal opinion is, because I don't want to change the way that they connect with crystals. Um, I want it to be a fluid act. Yeah. So when I'm selling a crystal, although I've got a wealth of knowledge and, and information that's inside and people say to me, why don't you write this big write up on that crystal? And it's like, I don't need to. The crystal will do it for itself. Mm. You know, the person who's right for that crystal doesn't need any words. They just need to see that crystal and it's going to speak to them. And the less that I put in there that's going to speak to a logical sense, mm. the smoother it's going to be. But um, yeah. I use crystal bracelets all the okay. time myself, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So I understand it from my perspective. It's like today I'm talking to you. So I've got lapis terahertz. Um, on my um, sending arm, my right hand, so I'm, that's for my projection of my voice. You know, I'm sort of use, going into the throat chakra. I'm sort of cleaning yeah. everything and allowing it to come through. And then on my receiving hand, I've got sudgelite. And sudgelite's um, uh, the highest content in manganese, which is like the feel-good mineral. So I'm sort of receiving the positive vibes that are sort of coming through into my system. So I, you know, I can quite, 
I'll change them over. I'll sort of work with them in that way. And I think with a crystal, when it's on the wrist, it's right next to the pulse point. Mm. And I think that is yeah. uh, quite a powerful place to be for a crystal. Um, it does feel as if it's sort of going into my energy stream a little quicker. And obviously, you're not going to chip your favorite crystal when it's out, you know. Um, the amount of crystals that I've lost because I needed to be taking them all with me. Um, when I can just wear something now, it's uh, it's a little easier. But yeah. I've still got all my favorites at home, and I'll, I'll play with those, take them to the waterfall, give them a nice cleanse. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, but my, my one and true favorite among all the crystals is quartz. Now, quartz, it comes in so many different forms. It's the most abundant crystal on the planet. You know, a lot yeah. of people, you know, when you start out, you, it can, can look quite a boring crystal to have. You know, everybody wants to find the rare ones, you know, the colorful ones or, or anything else. But a quartz for me, um, I just find them fascinating um, structurally. But also, it's all about you. So you activate that quartz. You can use it. You can use it to store information. You can put things in there, and then you can work through it in meditation just by holding it. Um, and if you want to clear that en energy and information out of that rock, you just cleanse it, charge it, and you're off to go again. Mm. So, so at home, I've got a master crystal. Sorry, go on. In terms of cleansing there, you mentioned the waterfall and that, and I've known people that have said that they cleanse their crystals under the moon, in water, in a window bottom or something. Um so um, what's obviously your preference is the waterfall. Why is that so special to you in your ritual of cleaning? Yeah, um, I think it's because my respect for nature, for Gaia, you know, for the trees, the woodland, the water, it, there's a purifying sense there. And when I go to the woods, I feel as if I'm being cleansed. I go for cold water dips as well. So I sort of, and I do believe that I am part crystal. <laughs> um, so the act of going to a very beautiful, sacred waterfall and putting my crystals in there, um, it feels like I'm sort of connecting back to the land. Our ancestors, you know, the waterfalls and the, those kind of places, the wells, the waterfalls, they were our sacred sites in many cases. You know, we might, may have had stone circles, but especially, you know, uh, where I'm sort of from, in the sort of Brigantes region, you know, we'd, we'd use waterfalls quite a lot, uh, and they'd be so sacred to us because it's life, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. one, one of the most important things for us as human beings. Yeah. And when it's coming through naturally, um, through the land in a beautiful place, you know, I'm sure my crystals love it there, and then I'll gift the waterfall um, a crystal as a thank you. Oh, um, Nice gesture. You mentioned also about programming the crystals. Can you talk us through that process as well, please? Yeah, I'm sure many different people do it in different ways. So mm -hmm. I generally like to sort of take a quartz out. And if I've got something that I'm ruminating on or I'm trying to work through, um, I've, I've always sort of struggled to be a sit-down meditator. I'm a lot better these days um, at doing that and getting into a good headspace. But my meditation is generally creating a crystal grid or going for a walk in the wood, you know, and I'll always go somewhere that's away from everybody. So when I'm taking that back to a quartz or a crystal, 
I'm sort of taking that crystal um, and I'm, I'm putting my feelings into there. And then I'm just walking through the woods in a place that, where there's no one else there, nothing to sort of take me to any other place. Um, because the woods, it could be any year, couldn't it? It could be any time. Yeah. You're just away from any responsibilities. So when you're holding that crystal there, you can really connect to, you know, what you've been working through and you can sort of hold it, work through it, you know. So I like to sort of use a bit of a hope upon a uh, sort of way of sort of working through things, sort of thanking the energies and sort of releasing, you know, giving love. Um, and, and that's my way of sort of programming that crystal to work with that thing. But it's always important to cleanse your, your quartz first before you sort of activate it with anything that you need to work through. And if you don't cleanse it afterwards and you haven't finished with that problem, you can pick up that quartz and you can work with it again. So it will take you back there. But if you don't cleanse it and you don't want to go back to that place, you, you're going to still have that memory in there for me. It's like a bit of a, a sort of, I don't know, a different dimensional um, storage point. And I think that goes to why people think the Lemurians put information into the quartz, you know, and that's what mm. the ridges are about, that sort of form of meditation, almost like rosary beads, mm. just running your finger down the ridges um, and sort of taking in that, that knowledge and information. Um, and, and, you know, these things, for me anyway, it always goes in at a subconscious level. Certain things will sort of come through, and even when I'm working with that quartz, with my own things in there, you know, things can get worked out at a subconscious level because I'm allowing it the space and time to sort of just be there, to sit with me and to allow, you know, finding softness there. Because I think it needs to be integrated into your whole system. And I, when it goes into the subconscious and then comes down as a realization or an intuition, uh, some intuition, Mm -hmm. It's a lot purer, isn't it? It's like in the essence form of all you've known, all you've learned, yeah. you know, and it yeah. sort of drips down in, in a tangible form that makes sense. Mm. You were talking about uh, quartz, Will, uh, and the abundance of quartz. Actually, there, there's, there's a huge abundance of quartz, isn't there, around the world, really, um, compared to rarer stones, rarer uh, gems that we have. Do you think this is... I know, oh, how am I going to say this? Do you think there is a spiritual reason that there is an abundance of quartz? Is that, do you think that's what we need as a humanity at the minute? Do we, does humanity need an abundance of quartz at the minute? Does that make, does I, that make any sense? It does. It does completely. Um, for me, it's almost like a bit of a, a, a manifestation stone because you know, we're, and it's a very interesting point you've made there because, you know, the ancients used to love quartz, all the, the sort of sacred sites. They've always got quartz type rocks mm. um, as the sacred stones. And, and for me, when you've sort of got it all around you, it's like in Yorkshire, you don't see big pieces of quartz, but you've got lots of sandstone with quartz nodules all throughout. They call it Yorkshire gritstone. Mm. So all the buildings have got this in. It's, al it's almost like a spark to manifestation. You know, we could be working through these things and it could be part of what sort of inspires and sort of, you know, it can create a good situation or a bad situation, but it, it maybe sort of changes the world as, as we are. 
it's it's interesting. I'll have to muse on that point. That you yeah, there. yeah. I can't remember who it was a while ago. Will we were talking to somebody, and he said he was talking to us, and he said you'll find that people move to an area uh, geographically, physically move home uh, without realizing that they've moved to a place that they need because of the because of the stone that is under floor. That's, that they are living on or moving to, and they are they are drawn to that to that specific place because of the stone that's there, because of the the the, the stones, the crystals that are there under the earth, where at that point where they're living. It is a good point. Um, yeah, I, I believe that 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 can be true, if, if especially for sensitives, um, and I think trees. Um, it's very much the same as well. Mm. Uh, trees have got a very similar way of sort of giving off an energy, uh, and they have a lot more to give than we tangibly know. Um, and, you know, when you move to a house with a nice tree, I've got a, a nice big old monkey puzzle tree in the back garden that speaks to me. Um, quite a wise old soul. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's funny because I do a lot of work with Whitby Jet, which is fossilized monkey puzzle tree mm. um and that's that's an interesting point uh, lots of carvings we get done in bali and that's the victorians old memorial stone you know they used to use it a lot um uh they used to have carvings simple pieces yeah. so yeah. it was sort of you know a bit of a, a morning stone but we bring it to life with carvings they've always carved it but um yeah do a lot of work in whitby uh Trading with those guys. Yeah. Um, mm. It's a beautiful place. I love Whitby. If mm. I can, I always make a point of visiting there at least once a year. Um, beautiful place. Yeah. It's it's uh, <clears throat> uh, strange, strange, how normal that, well, you've just talked about have trees having more to give than we realise. And that actually then took me, I visualised a tree and I went to the roots and I thought, well, actually, yes, because those roots, I suppose, the roots of the tree are connecting to the crystal grids of the earth and bringing up that energy. Does, would, you, would, you, do, would that resonate with you, Will? It would completely, yeah. And it, they teach us to be rooted as well. Yeah. That's a, a very good point. I love that. I love that idea. Um, I, I often honour trees with grids, uh, yes, with nature yeah. grids. I love yeah, I love yews, uh, sweet chestnuts, and oaks the most. Although giant birches, very good for processing emotions. Okay. Talking okay. about crystal grids, um, how would you put a crystal grid together, and what's the inspiration behind putting one together? Yeah, um, it depends on on what I want to do it for. So. Okay. I'd, I like to go to sacred sites um, at special times of the year, solstices, uh, and sort of honor my ancestors there. So sometimes I'll be doing energy work for the grid itself to, to align it. I'm a very intuitive gridder. I don't like to have an idea of what I want to do before I start to grid. Mm -hmm. So what you start with is an anchor stone, and the anchor stone is the general energy that you want from that grid the sort of the resonant center. So 
if I wanted to have a, a love-centered grid, it would be rose quartz, it could be sudgelite, it could be morganite. Um, so whatever anchor you have, if I wanted to be energized, I'd pick a, an orange-type stone. I'd have a, a, a um, an orange calcite, um, a sunstone, you know, or my solar center, you know, tiger's mm -hmm. eye, labradorite, uh, petroleum quartz, um, that type of thing. So it's all about what I want to to work on. So some days my energies, my my chakra balance might be out. I'll intuitively know where I need to work. So I'll center it with that. But then when you move out from the grid, it's all about move, you know, and I'll then do the chakra points on the grid generally and sort of move out with those um, with different crystals. The quartz help to activate and send the energy around the grid because there are working crystal quartz. Kunzite will help to cleanse the energy. Fluorite is, is very good for cleansing the energy as well. Really good if you're ill. Um, so, yeah, I sort of use my knowledge to sort of build this grid. Uh, and the grid, the grid shape is very important as well. Um, but I always allow it to be fluid. I think it's, it's always best done when you're playing because it's mm. in a state of joy and presence, you know, and yeah. I think doing anything in that place, you're always going to get what you need from it. So afterwards, I'll, I'll read the grid and it'll tell me a lot about what I need to do in my own life through what I've just created because I've allowed it to. I haven't forced it into any form. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I've just allowed it to arrive. I think it's amazing with your with some of the grids that I've seen that you've that you've put together, Will, that you've gridded, um, the different elements and different things that are also coming in there, uh, such as there was one that you, the, I, I saw one and I thought that looks really um, uh, elemental and it almost almost fairy like. To be honest, with some of the with some of the with that grid, um, and I think that was outside. I'm not sure now, um, but then there was another one that looked um, almost. Uh, I'm gonna have to come back to that one because it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> You're stalling there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, we'll do, I do love to uh, connect with the grids outside. I think when you connect it with nature. Sometimes I'll do it on, there's this altar space that I use in the woods, and that's always really special. It's all about honoring, connecting to the ancestors, connecting to my higher self, you know, connecting to nature, seeing what nature needs and sort of giving back. Uh, because the more I can sort of commune at that level, the more I know that I'm getting the most out of my experience there. Um, it's funny, actually. Um, I think my connection to crystals sort of comes from a sort of old past life. Um, and I can picture the robes that I used to wear as a crystal priest. And they were white, long robes with uh, blue, um, like lapis blue around the neck and down, sort of all the way down this sort of robe. Um, and it was um, sort of Atlantis or Egypt. But mm. I can still remember the grids that I used to do. So sometimes I'll just be recreating something that I've, recre that I've created before and it's coming through as a channel. But the grids that I do, the fluidity allows me to help many other people. Sometimes that grid won't be for me at all. It could just be for one person. 
Yeah. And if one person comes forward and is really affected by that grid, that's just, that, that really sort of pushes me on in what I'm doing. Um, because, you know, I think that's, that's my way of giving to the world. You know, it's a bit of energy art, you know, just doing something different. You know, I think it's important in this world, isn't yeah, it? Just yeah. to uh, celebrate the joy that you can find from creating. Have you have ever had that calling, that intuition that I need to go to the, a certain location, connecting with the energy grids of or the ley lines within that location, and then reconstruct um, a grid over the top of it just for putting that energy back into that area? Yeah, um, I've done that Arbolo. Um, oh, oh, Arbolo nice. is, a, nice. is um, a sacred site that I love. Yeah. Um, eight energy lines that come in. And I think it was um, a time when it was the Uluru prophecy and all the energy lines were meant to be reconnected. And at that time, I was really called to go down there and sort of create this grid, clean the grid. I had a lot of consite, I had a lot of quartz. I sort of, it was a bit like a spider, this grid. I sort of, I guessed where they all sort of came into the center mm -hmm. of the circle. And I sort of cleansed all these lines and I had a, all my master quartz. I took them all, all along. I don't always do that. But I made sure that all these tools that I'd been told were tools that I would need, that I'm not to sell, you know, were taken out that day and used for that grid. So, yeah, um, it... it it was very tangible. I understood what our mission was. Mm. And I'm just, it's almost like an idea pops into my head and I just roll with it. Uh, and I know that that's what I'm doing. Um, I don't think about it. I just do it. Um, and I just allow at the time with whatever I've decided to pick up. And it's almost like at every step, I'm almost, I'm in a no thought state when I'm sort of picking the crystals or creating the grid. It just happens, yeah. you know, and I think that's when it works. It could be your, your ancestral lineage channeling through you, like you've mentioned, you know, and you're just mm. simply holding that space for that energy to allow it to unfold. Yeah. I've, I've, sorry, carry on. Yeah, I, I definitely resonate with that. And um, when you go to sacred sites, it is a way to commune with the ancestors as well. So you're always a little higher attuned aren't you because mm. it's almost yeah. like the ancestors are there talking to you anyway yeah yeah well what yeah. i was going to say is uh, obviously we're in a new year of 2024 I keep harping on about that uh, but um, there's a lot of confusion in society at the moment and people are trying to you know chasing their own tail so to speak and this is having an impact on their mental health, their mental well-being and causing instability in their life. So what I'm driving at with this question is, are there any crystals that you could recommend that can help with that clarity of mind and to get people's minds back on track and also to help them connect in with their true essence rather than the chaos that's being fed to them at this moment? Um. I think what I'd always say is um, you need to just center yourself in who you are. We're, 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 we're being told in this life what to do all the time, and that is taking us out of our own personal power. So how that relates to a crystal is 
there is, you know, there are crystals that sort of allow clarity. We all need different levels of clarity in our life. And it could be from a different chakra that we need that energy. So there aren't sort of specific one take crystals. It's whichever one calls to you. So my piece of advice would always be put the book down that's telling you what to do um, and just go to a crystal shop and listen, look, feel, touch, and just find the crystal that you resonate with. Mm. Um, and that crystal there is going to help you because it's all about finding your center, accepting yourself, loving yourself. So, you know, a morganite, a rose quartz, a manganese, it help you center yourself by loving yourself because that's the thing we all forget about. We're all here judging ourselves or, you know, thinking we could do better. You know, when, when somebody says something to us, they don't judge us. We judge ourselves through our perception of what they're saying. It's that mirror. Mm. So finding a way to love yourself a little more, going into somewhere and just being you, spending more time on your own, doing something, going for a walk in the woods, uh, whatever it may be, following your joy. Um, that's what needs to happen because a lot of people go out and they think that they're going to find comfort, com you know, comfort in, you know, in company. And company does give you uh, comfort. However, you know, only you can sort of give yourself that love. And mm. we don't need a bridge to feel that love. We just need to start listening to ourselves. That's yeah, comfort, comfort in com comforting company is short-lived, isn't it? Yeah, because we're always expecting something from it, aren't we? Yeah, mm. yeah. Will, have you ever been to the Chaliswell Gardens at Glastonbury? Um, no. Uh, well, I may have done as a young child. Uh, I've been to Glastonbury on a, uh, quite a few occasions, but right. and I've drank from the the white and the red. Uh, well, um, but I don't think I've ever been in. To be honest, maybe I've seen in lots. A, maybe in a past life, because I'm looking at one of your crystal grids and it is the uh it, it's the capesis it, yeah uh, <clears throat> say that again uh the vesica piece pisces vesica yeah. pieces yeah that's the vesica uh, pisces. That's symbol there it's the original the, form of creation where it goes from one circle to two and that bud there in the middle is that first state of creating the new form the trinity yeah. isn't it mm. but even the 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 dna strand at the bottom it almost, to me, mirrors the actual the garden there with the with the vesica Pisces, and then that stream coming down from it as well in the garden. And that's I just yeah. thought, wow, that is uncanny. And it also, well, to me, that's uh, it's quite um, Atlantean as well. To be, it looks yeah. Atlantean. It looks to me almost almost like a, a trident as well at the same time. Love it. I think um, I think somebody's sort of come through with this ancient symbol, haven't they? It's interesting, actually. Um, when I look back at my my sort of surname, Austin, um, and the coat of arms, the sort of oldest person was uh, either an abbot or um, somebody who was running the um, the church down there. Uh, the I forgot what they called it now. Uh, it's a Glastonbury Abbey. Mm. Um, yeah. So there is a connection to Glastonbury there for my surname. So yeah. wow. ancestrally, on an earthy level, uh, there's definitely sort of blood 
of the Austins from that place. Yeah. I suppose if you look, I mean, Glenn, I don't know if you can see what I'm looking at, to be honest, can you? On, on, uh, it's that grid just there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can right. see it, yeah. And if you look at the second, if you look at the circle below the Vesica Pisces there, it's almost like the levels of the tour. It's like an aerial view of the tour there as well. Oh, of course, yeah. Wow. That's You're making favorite. me tingle now. <laughs> one of my favourite grids was that one. I, when I channeled it, I was. Um, it took a lot of patience, but and it's just pure quartz as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. I'm just. I'm, I'm transfixed with that. It's brilliant. I love that. I love that grid. Anyway, so Will, what's coming up for you? What's uh, What's new on the horizon? Um. Yeah, I decided. I've been doing a lot of live shows online uh, and I decided that I missed that sort of tangible element of getting out there and meeting people and connecting crystals to people to, to feel the energy of that crystal sort of resonating, but also to feel the resonance of, of people that are, are, you know, receiving the crystals that have found that crystal that's right for them. So I've, I've got, um, I've, I'm doing the rock and gem shows again. Um, they're a big crystal show. I've got um, an event coming up in Nantwich. Um, yeah. Uh, that's in, that's not next weekend. That's the weekend after. Um, and then next weekend, I'm in Harrogate. Um, I'm there at the Winter Gardens. No, it's not the Winter Gardens. Uh, um, the show uh, where they, yeah. If you look up uh, Rock and Gem show Harrogate, you'll get the details from there. But there's, there's so many amazing crystal sellers there. I used to go do it with the Rock and Gem show. Um, and uh, I do like that crowd. Um, but I love to do uh, sort of more spiritual events as well because uh, it's all about crystals, is that that one. But, you know, it was a lovely event that I did with uh, Dion um, at Elevate Your Mind. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to revisit that with her and, and do another one there because I just love the... You know, there's so many interesting people to speak to and mm. you propagate different ideas, you know, with each other. So I think it's very important that I really get out and, and do more of those events as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. When it comes to getting out into the forest and, and uh, stuff like that for you, Will, is that something that is just personal for you or do you ever take people out and do and 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 show people how to do that and take people out and into the into the forest for forest invitations and stuff like that yeah it's not it, it is something i have considered and i have i did have a thing come through when i was doing a bit of a future life progression um meditation of uh going into grids and gathering people from those locations and to come and work but have a singer there as well and we'd sing into the earth and we'd we'd all create the grid uh, I create the central part, but then we'd all create a fractal off it, and the people would pick the crystals that they wanted. Yeah, you know, we'd work them to that place. We'd get them to have a no mind state in that place, and and get the crystals they needed. And then you would lie down inside your fractal, uh, and then for a sound bath. So there is that element that's coming up, but no, I. I do take people to go and walk in the woods. It's a very personal thing for me, but yeah. I love showing people uh, the magic of the woods. It's, it is a true passion of mine. Okay. 
I know that you came to, you said you'd, you'd been to Arbolo, which was a special place for you. So do you come down into Derbyshire? Because I know you're Yorkshire, aren't you? Hebden Bridge, is it, that you're at, Will? But uh, do you tend to come down into Derbyshire much or...? Have we lost Will? I don't know. I think he's still there. Are you there, Will? Yeah, I am. Oh, it's <laughs> back. Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's called Mythamroid. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay. Did you hear the rest of what I said there, Will, or not? Yeah, if if, if I want to go to Arbolo, I mean, the countryside in Derbyshire is, is beautiful, lots of hills. And, of course, you've got Castleton. Um, mm, so you've lovely. got the Blue John Mine, you've got Fluorites and Calcites. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nine Ladies. There's there's lots of beautiful places there. Matlock's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Nine Ladies uh, and uh, Doltor, who is quite close to the Nine Ladies as well. That's a lovely yeah, bit here. of forest. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Can hear. Yes, we can hear. Yeah. Yep, we can hear. That's a shame because I think we're in his last couple of minutes as we well. We are. We? Yeah, we are. So. So it's been a very... Can you hear me? We yes. can hear you, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. We can hear you. Okay, so... A little we're... bit of disruption. But what I will do, Glenn, is I will get uh, Will's contact details, Facebook page and, and website, and I'll make sure that they are um, uh, on the episode uh, when that's released. But Will, it has been uh, a huge pleasure. I hope you come back in the last minute, but it really has been a fascinating episode uh, and we've enjoyed talking to you, Will, so much. It's been a, an absolute pleasure, so thank you very much. I've learned so much personally from uh, the content that Will has shared with us all and I hope the audience has as well. You know, interesting to hear about all the grid work and, you know, the the essence behind doing that type of work. I found that fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah, people can find Will on um, Facebook. On Facebook. Um, Instagram, did he say as well? He's on Instagram. So, uh, Will is on Facebook as Crystal Will, if anybody wants to find him on Facebook. And that will be the same uh, for Instagram as well. Mm. Well, I've enjoyed this episode, Phil. It seems a little bit different without having Julie here, the disruptive one in the mix doesn't it but um, yes yeah you know we've got that to face in the next episode so will um we're sorry that you lost that connection but we thank you for your time and giving up part of your friday evening to come and talk to us uh, we really do appreciate your time and energy and wisdom throughout this episode so thank you so much yeah absolutely it's been a pleasure will um more than happy and hopefully we will get together at some point and maybe uh record on location with will uh glenn at Ooh, some point that as well. would be nice doing a, a grid in the forest somewhere wouldn't it yeah yeah mm, okay so brilliant i hope you enjoyed that it's been a pleasure thank you very much um we will be back very soon um with julie in tow as well thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. Don't forget to find us 
Facebook page.